It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club! Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Pittsburgh Steeler fans, welcome back to another episode of the Scobro Show. This is the Behind the Steel Curtain co-editor, Dave Schofield. Coming at you again, once again, as always, as I try to stall a little bit to make sure our live YouTubers are here, join me, my big brother, Rich. Rich, how you doing tonight? What's up? <laughs> I, couldn't, I couldn't give you the deep breathe of victory. No. Um, so, so you got the what's up that so you the, and I usually always exchange when we're not doing this show. Um, Bottom line is, I almost won a stupid. Didn't the loss almost kind of feel like a win? (laughs) I never felt so positive about a Steeler loss I did the other day. Wasn't mad. Wasn't upset. Steelers played well. Had a had the opportunity to tie the game. The game ended up just how I said it would. I thought the Browns would win. The Steelers would have it close. Yeah. Not only that, when the Steelers. When the Browns had the ball before the Steelers got it for the to, to go down when they were down eight, that's what I said to Jeff. I said they're going to stop them. They're going to get this ball back. They're going to march down the field and score. Jeff says, "Don't say it." I'm like, they're going to miss the two point conversion <laughs> and and everything. I tell you what, they almost got that onside kick. I didn't. They didn't have to go onside kick there, but in a game like that, that like I say, you're trying to win, but it's not the end. Of, Obviously, it's not the end of the world if you don't win or else you, you know, played your players. You know what that was? When they, didn't, when they didn't get the two-point conversion, yeah. Tomlin still wanted to win. Yeah. But he didn't want overtime. He, yeah. 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 He's let's like, go get it. We didn't tie it up there. Let's give ourselves – if we're going to try to win it, let's try to win it 
right here. Bold statement. I'm going to say it. I think you're going to agree with me. Here it is. Okay. If the Steelers would have been down seven and not eight, they still go for two. Yeah, I, I think they probably would have gone I think they would have gone for two. I don't think yeah. they were playing for overtime. Yeah. I, I would agree. So. So, yeah. So, uh, it, so it, it's one of those games. It's kind of it, – it's not a win – but it's a you know you see there's no moral victories in the NFL. That you know that's kind of no. one of those things, you know. That wasn't a moral victory oh. even. But what that was is showed that our that we had a lot of backup players, um, who were able to hang with a Cleveland Browns starting team that was playing for their playoff lives. Yeah, and I mean I will say. One of the best defenders for the Browns was on the field in Denzel Correct. Ward. Not sure if he's going to be back or not. It's going to be close because of it's not when you go on the COVID list. It's when your pop first positive test was. Um, there's a possibility he's back when you look at the timing. But at the same time, just because it's 10 days doesn't mean they're allowed to come back right away. If they have symptoms, no. things like that. You've got to play it. Vince Williams it's didn't ten, come back after it's 10, days. 10 days after you stop showing symptoms. Yeah. So it's, it's one of those things where I don't know the situation. I don't know if they don't know if they know the situation or not, but we're, it's funny because, you know, we're going to talk about what happened last week. So we got to talk about the Browns, but then, then we, we also talk- have to talk about what's going to happen this week. So we got to talk about, talk about the, the Browns. Browns. <laughs> it's just how it is. So it's kind of, frankly, as soon as the Steelers came back and were making that close and Mason Rudolph stolen for over 300 yards and the defense who didn't look very good to start the game on, on that first drive, giving up that 47-yard touchdown, but then all of a sudden Alex Highsmith gets rolling. The defense is finding their own a little bit. They're playing better. The offense is doing their thing. I'm like, I almost – was like it's okay if the Steelers if they win the game they knock the Browns out of the playoffs because Jeff wasn't sure the way everything worked out if the Browns would have lost the Steelers they'd have been out and the yep. Dolphins would have been in and the Steelers would be would have been facing the Indianapolis Colts this weekend that's who they would have faced but frankly when when the when my goodness the Buffalo Bills absolutely destroyed the Miami Dolphins. When yeah. you're talking I mean, 50s, Miami's defense was supposed to be good. They they were back and forth with the Steelers of who had given up the fewest points on the season. And they give up 56 to the Bills. Um, and I never looked to see who actually won that. Maybe someone in the live chat can tell us because I, I I didn't see if the Steelers were the number one um, defense in points against or not. But because, I mean, 24 is a fairly low total. And that's what they gave up Sunday. Um, I don't know. The Ravens only gave up a couple. They were there close, too. Back to what I was saying. What was I saying? Okay. So if the Steelers would have won that game and would have knocked the Browns out, beautiful. The Steelers losing that game, it means they get to play the Browns the next weekend. Beautiful. That's how I was feeling. Yep. Because the one thing I – what I wanted out of Sunday more than anything is I'm like, if the Steelers are going to have to play the Browns, don't go out there with your backups and get absolutely annihilated and give this team confidence moving into the playoffs. Give yes. them a good fight. And they gave a good fight. There is, I mean, the Browns were, it, 
depends on where you look. Nine and a half. I saw nine and a half to ten and a half point favorites. That's what they were on Sunday with the Steelers resting. And they won by two. Now you're going back to Pittsburgh. Add in Ben Roethlisberger. Add in Marquise Pouncey because Jeffrey was watching the film and said, boy, in case, in case anyone didn't notice, J.C. Hassenauer did not have a very good game. No, he okay? did not. So you had that. Kevin Dotson sure did. Um, so, so bringing back Roethlisberger, Pouncey, possibly Ebron, but if, if he is great, if not, it is what it is when it comes to COVID. On the defense, adding in T.J. Watt, adding back Cam Hayward, now going against, I think if Michael Beck reported it properly, a uh, former AAF lineman mm-hmm. um, that he'll be going up against since the number one lineman, the pro bowler, um, Joel. I would say his name wrong. Is it – I was – I always say Botino. But that's why it's it's Batonio. I think that yeah. I think I got it right. Batonio. Yeah. Okay. The butcher of names. Yes. Um, going up against where he should be, and now you don't. You know the backup is on IR. You know the backup to the backup. Well, first the back both back the backup to the backup is on IR because you got no Chris Hubbard who they moved down to guard because they were weak at guard. Then you had Harris. He went on IR, so they're really hurting there. And Cam Hayward's going to get that matchup. And then you even – there is the possibility of a Robert Spillane return this week if you listen to Coach Tomlin's yeah. press conference today. Not definite, but it looks like hopefully tomorrow we'll see that the clock has started on both Spillane and possibly Filer. Now, Filer's an now, interesting Filer story. Because <laughs> I was going to say, you're talking about how great, you know, Dotson played. If Filer comes back, does he go mm-hmm. in the starting lineup or do you keep him as depth? I – I don't know. I might say that you say, well, we'll bring you back. We'll have you there in case we need you, but we don't want to push further injury. That wouldn't be terrible. They might start the clock on him and not actually activate him. You know, just because he comes back to practice, they have 21 days to actually bring him back. So they wouldn't have to activate him. Um, Dotson's doing a nice job. Well, I'd like to see Dotson. That Jeffrey keeps going on and on about how Pouncey plays better next to Dotson. When Dotson was at right guard, he played better with Dotson there than he did with the Castro there. So some people are saying, oh, put him, put Fowler back at right tackle. I don't know that you want to mess with that at this point of the season. I don't know that you do either. But I tell you, my goodness, if you have Matt Filer active but not starting he is your backup for four four of the five spots yep four of the five spots in my opinion yep and and he could be your 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 jumbo lineman if you if you don't if you're saying hey we're going to have you there but let's let's just let's be a little bit smarter with this so um good stuff um some people like play father at left tackle because Big Al has been struggling as of late. He's still, I'm pretty sure I have to check it up. He still might be the highest graded lineman for the Steelers, according to PFF. But that's how much you trust PFF is what that comes down to. So, Rich, anything more about this game from this past week? Before we get into the title of the show. Yeah, just a couple things. Yeah, I will. A couple things about the game. First of all, Mason Rudolph short throws a nice deep ball. Did you notice they didn't even have him throwing it last year? I know. 
and I kept wondering why. And I now wonder it even more after seeing the deep balls. Yeah. He was like, "You don't when, have to throw them perfect. They weren't, they weren't perfect, but when he missed, he just missed." Well, and you'd need to just put the ball in a place where the receiver can make the play on it. Yeah. You know, you don't have to drop it in the window the size of your computer screen. You know what I'm saying? We, that that you have some variance there for guys to make a play. Um, a lot of people. It's uh, I, I did. Did you listen to the post game show? Yes, of course. Where I where I pulled up the the Michael Beck tweets that I had to that I had to to retweet because they're laying, and I'm like. At halftime, I even said, well, I better – I said, I, I must say this was at halftime in case this tweet doesn't age well because you never know what could happen. Right. But, man, oh, man, he's like, anyone who still has a problem with Mason Rudolph and how he's playing in this game is only because you've already decided how you feel about Mason Rudolph and nothing that he does will change your mind. So for those of you saying Mason stinks in the live chat, that's because you decided that before Sunday. And you did not take into account what a season of not having to go in and play every week, but getting every Wednesday to practice with the first team and actually developing like he should have been able to do last year had Ben Roethlisberger not get hurt. And actually having a quarterback's coach, which he hadn't had for the first two seasons, how all those things came together. I mean, heaven forbid a player actually improve, right? Uh, his footwork was yeah. really good. Yeah. He was doing a good job with his footwork, squaring his body to his throws. It was nice to see him get to throw the ball more than six or seven yards from the line of scrimmage. Yeah, still couldn't. Um, still needs a better pocket presence. You know, when he got hit for that sack, he should have been able to feel that one coming right in his face. Was that the one you were talking about where you were like, oh, both, both Chooks and the defender went to the ground? Yep. Chooks didn't go to the ground. I, yeah. I, I noted it on that play. No. Chooks hit his guy. The guy rolled out to the mm -hmm. ground. Chooks turned back to the inside. I couldn't believe how quick that guy got got on his feet. Yeah, I, I thought I saw him drop to a knee, but no, that was you, no, that, I didn't have the tape to go back and watch it. Because mm -hmm. um, no, he turned back in because DeCastro's guy was getting you know because he went way. Chooks went wide. And knocked this guy out. He turned back in because the Castro was starting to get beat around the outsides. And he went back in and hit that guy. And that guy from Cleveland was able to hop up and hit Mason. Yeah. But Mason, he's still got to get used to the, you know, the 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 clock in his head's gotta at some yeah. point go off. And and he's got to then look to either make a throw or move. Yeah, but that was the only sack on the day. And that was by one. Olivier Vernon, who then had an Achilles injury later in the game, and he is out for the season, which is really unfortunate because he's a free agent. He's probably going to put him oh, out no. for part of, if not all of next year, because of how late it happened. It's really a shame. Good player. Um, you know, it's kind of like a Bud Dupree thing, too. You know, at least Dupree should be back for the beginning of next year. Yeah. So that's someone the Browns are going to be down. We're going to talk about all these players that the Browns are, could possibly and and everything be missing. We'll, we'll get to that eventually. But, I mean, was Rudolph perfect? No. When no. Thoughts on his interception? 
The interception. Another one should have should have never happened. Yeah. Um. Another one where I felt he just kind of held the ball, held the ball, held the ball. Yeah. Well, it was what third and eight, yeah. third and ten. It was third and long. And I think he was trying to get his receivers open. It was one of those times that, like, I was like, I remember because I was at Jeff's house saying, throw it, throw it. But even if he just threw it away, but they were going to be giving up the ball. Um, He tried to make a play because when he went back to throw it, I thought possibly his arm was hit. I don't, it wasn't. They were just right on top of him. You know what I mean? Yeah, he he didn't, it didn't look like he, it looked, didn't look like he was able to totally bring the ball back the way he really wanted to. Yep. Okay. So I, you know, you didn't expect him. Like I, I thought he would have more turnovers. I thought the Steelers would maybe get some takeaways. You know, I said that I thought the Steelers would have three turnovers and two takeaways. I thought they'd be minus one. Well, they were minus one, but they were minus. They only had the one turnover. And, and I mean, Tip your head to Cleveland. They took care of the ball, but um, yeah, we'll get to we'll it was, we'll get to it that was one. it was really nice in this game as well. Seeing Juju, Deontay, and Claypool all putting yeah. up decent yardage. Yep, we weren't relying on just one. All three were getting up near that century mm-hmm. mark. Um. Just, yeah. you know, just uh, it was a little. We saw a few things that I thought were a little different from kind of what we'd all been seeing. So, yeah, yeah, it's. I saw I saw a lot of good things. Like the last, I just didn't want to see the Steelers come out flat. You know, they seemed a little bit flat to start, but that seems like that's been the Steelers every week. Now. There's some possibility of some fans in the stands this week. They don't know how many. They're waiting for an announcement from the from from the governor's office. I've seen that he, there's been a lot of Steeler fans calling the governor's office waiting for this announcement. There should be enough to at least have some friends and family in the stands and possibly even some other fans. It might even be back to close to what it was when they had fans when they played the Browns the first time and when they played the Bengals and when they played the, who was the other one? The Eagles. It's all started with the Eagles. Okay. Um, so that'll help. Uh, some people were mentioning there that yes, that interception should have been called back. Yep. Um, Butch Williams has that in there. Um, that it should have been called back for roughing the pass. No, not, no, not for roughing the passer. Well, yeah, for roughing the pass. Yes. Yes. Because it was when he got – I'm sorry, I was thinking of pass interference in my head when I started to say yeah. it. And, yeah, when he, got, it you know, he got, they yeah. hit him in the head. They hit him in the head. Um, they were saying on the broadcast, you know, they went to – I don't remember who the official expert was there. I forget yeah. who we had. But they were like, yep, like should have been called. No, it wasn't for, I don't know who it was, but um, who yeah, was, but absolutely, they, it should have been. And like they say, a more veteran quarterback—that's going to be a flag every time. It's a, it shouldn't matter who the quarterback is if that's going to be a call. I don't know, but if it was a certain out. quarterback that used to play up north and mm-hmm. now plays yeah. way down to the south, you know, we'd have probably seen a player ejected. So, yeah. 
Well, and, and here's something else with that. Yes, it should have been called back, and it should have been a Steelers first down. But that wasn't why he threw the interception. No. So I'm not – I don't want to say that was why the interception was thrown. That's true. So, but, I mean, like, like we said, the officials decided the Steelers need to take advantage of this. I mean, seriously, if the officials aren't going to call holding – then just hold. I mean, if the 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 first, I'm pretty sure it was the first play after the onside kick. There was yeah. an egregious hold of a player flying through the line. I couldn't, I can't remember if it was Elliot or Denier or it was somebody like that. Somebody comes flying through and just got grabbed a hold of and drugged to the ground. Mm-hmm. And it, it's like, and there's like, nope, we're just gonna let it go. Um so it was pretty bad, but Although, we've learned to expect that. And I mean, I, I'm not going to. There was a play earlier in the game where, oh my gosh, Mon- Mondo was being held so bad. Like immediately, the guy went into a hole oh, yeah. immediately because Mondo was was starting to, you know, was going to turn and get around him and continued to hold, continued to hold, continued to hold. I'm like, you know what? It's one thing if we're talking that, you know, somebody's holding and then letting up or whatever, but yeah, I see too many that are just hold, 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 hold. Yeah. And, and you're right. It was Mon- it was Mondo that was getting held. Oh, yeah. He was getting held a lot. Um, but also something that you will learn with more experience in the NFL, if you're getting held, we could see that he was getting held, but you could even make it when you're held, when you're held, where you can make it even more visible. That would be something that would be good to see um, from some of these Steelers youngsters. But when it was that bad, it shouldn't have been. But I'm not going to sit here and complain and say the Steelers lost because of the officiating, because the officiating was bad both ways, but it was just bad officiating. Now, what's so funny was Mason Rudolph throws that interception, gets, I mean, jacked in the head, no call. I have to ask, did you? I only saw it because it was all over Twitter. Did you see the roughing the passer call on the fourth and goal in the Vikings Lions game? No, I did not. It was absolutely embarrassing. The Vikings, I'm, I'm only I'm only talking about this other game because it tells about how bad the officiating is. Um the Vikings were down at like the one yard line, they're going for it on fourth and goal. They're up two points. The Lions send a blitz no one picks him up it was a play action and he just went right for cousins the whole time cousin you know you know after after the play action you know how you kind of curl over like you don't have the ball while he's curled over he just comes in puts his shoulder into his side and tackles him to the ground and the head official who i actually indirectly know i i know someone who knows him if you know what i mean yes who lives just outside of Baltimore. That's why I complain when he has to do Ravens game. Just flips out the flag and calls roughing the passer. Okay. If you compared those two plays of what, and said, okay, one was called and one wasn't. Those were textbook plays to both be called the other way. I mean, the, the one in the Vikings game, what it might've been one of the, I mean, it's one thing for it to happen and it not to get called because you miss it. It's another thing for absolutely nothing to happen. There was no other way that defender could have tackled the quarterback 
any better than what he did and any safer than what he did. And they still got flagged for it. Yeah. Um, like Steelers Pittsburgh said, Cousins even said it shouldn't be a flag. When the other team knows how bad the call is, that's a bad call. So, um, and, and uh, to me, the inconsistency in officiating and officiating crews. Ready? Come yep. on, NFL full time officials. Yeah. They have some. They have some, but not all. Some. Yeah. Well, even paying them full time doesn't mean they're going to be any better. I'll be honest with you. I, you know what? I, I still want, I still want, I want more officials, but not on the field. I want officials calling plays from the booth. That's what I want. I want, I, I've said this before. It's a crazy idea. I want, I want three independent officials not around each other that, that look at a play, not replay, but as it's happening, I mean, maybe one replay or something, you know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't know how they do it. And if they, and if they all hit something that they agree that there should be a change in something, then the game stops and it happens. They all have to, all three have to independently agree. Like, Oh my goodness. That's an egregious holding. Hold, okay. Oh, that's a great, you know, if all three of them hit it, that somebody else missed the call, then then that means it's bad. It's that's too complex. I know it is, it's not realistic, but I, I'm just I'm just this trying to think of anything that getting, would be better than what we have now. <laughs> you're 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 getting crazy. You're almost asking for this. <laughs> the sky can't start throwing flags. <laughs> um what wasn't it? I'm trying to think. Wasn't it like in the movie The Running Man, where the people on TV were voting for some of the things that were happening and stuff? You know, that's kind of what we need with the NFL fan voting at home. No, That'll actually, be not a penalty. <laughs> actually, what I'd like to see in terms of what you're saying, mm-hmm. not to change the play on the field, but I yeah. think it should be. I think it would be great to use to great officials. Yeah. Well, I don't know what they do to great officials. So I don't know either, but if if you had there, you know, and, and you're seeing that you're getting three independent guys, not sitting around each other saying a guy missed the call or made a call when he shouldn't have, or whatever, Mm. that, that could be taken into account. There you go. Instant replay Twitter polls. I like it. (laughs) Yeah. So, Oh no, I don't know what the fix is. We just know that the officiating needs to be better. All right, so let's 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 roll no, this back. The officiating is inconsistent. That's yes. my issue. As as I always tell folks, you know, you know, I'm the baseball guy. Our dad was yeah. the baseball umpire. I can deal with any umpire's strike zone as long as it's consistent. As long as it's consistent. Yep. You want to call the high strike? Fine. But all right, Kyle. I mean, Kyle all- says someone hits the sky cam and gets ejected. <laughs> For bumping the sky camp. That boy is rolling tonight. <laughs> uh, gotta love it. Gotta love it. So uh, anything on from the Steelers defense from this past week you want to bring up of notes? I thought I thought you know we had we had a lot of reserves playing in there. Um I thought they really held their own. Um if I have one complaint, I, I have one complaint about one play for one player. And I okay. thought uh, that's the only thing bad I'm going to say. Right? 
Oh, and I hate to bring it up because I love the guy. Mm -hmm. Well, it was Mr. 100% of the snaps. Okay. That would be Minka Fitzpatrick mm -hmm. on the 47-yard touchdown run by Chubb. Uh, yeah, he kind of got – he got juked out of being in the good in the right position to make a tackle. Um, yeah, really, he had to angle. I know he didn't want to, like, risk injury or anything on this. He had to angle to just go ahead and let Chubb get, like, two more yards and just come over and ride him out of bounds along the sideline. Mm -hmm. And instead, he ended up, you know, not looking very good. Yeah. But like someone here, I'll bring it up. Trey Young says, a safety trying to tackle running back is a good idea, especially a free safety. When your free safety is having to tackle your running back, you already know that that's a bad play for the defense. That's why I thought the play was based on his angle. Get over there and just, just not hit the guy hard. Just. Keep him going the way he was going and just go, yeah, you know, let him get a yep. couple more yards and ride him out of bounds. Yep, some good stuff. Yep, yep. you know, um, a lot of people are saying Edmonds would have been a big difference on that play, perhaps. Eric, double, double HH, I don't want an injured maker for the plus. Neither do I. Yep. Uh, neither do I, which is why mm -hmm. I, I, I wasn't upset that he didn't go in and try to blow him up or anything like that again. I think we just he could have just had a minimal contact, ride him out of bounds. So um Minka also saved saved the Steelers four points on the next was it the next drive or the next scoring drive? Yes. Making that fantastic play. I mean that, he made two plays inside yeah. he made two plays on goal to go plays in there. So yeah, and as Jeffrey said, Minka led the team in tackles. That's a problem, and it isn't Minka's problem. So Did he lead the team in tackles. I thought Highsmith led the team in tackles. Oh, I'm 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 not sure. Um, I know Jeffrey was doing the snap count article, so he's probably seeing some of that stuff. Speaking of Jeffrey, I got to say this before we end up the first half of the show. We've got a vertex coming out tomorrow, and because it was uh, you know a bunch of the Steelers reserves, and it's a team they're getting ready to play. We're like, what do we want to do for this one? Okay. Oh, Jeffrey said for the season. Gotcha. Mm, okay. Um that what we did was we broke down something about the Steelers receivers. And I brought this up. The Steelers receivers individually did not break records this year, with one exception when you're looking at just rookies. Chase Claypool had the most receiving touchdowns of any rookie this season. And he also tied the Steelers franchise records for a – um, and receiving touchdowns by a rookie of nine, which was tied with Lewis Lips from 1984. Yeah. And he also tied the total touchdowns by a rookie of 11 with Lips from 84, because I think he had two return touchdowns, Lips did. Um, and 11 yeah, by Frank Harris. Lewis Lips was the punt returner coming yeah. in. Yep. So those were some individual things for Claypool, but those were some rookie records. What Jeffrey and I looked at is, Steelers did something they had never done before in franchise history. Two different things. You ready? One, three receivers over 800 yards. Yes. Three players with 800 yards receiving. Mm -hmm. And five players with at least with five, five receiving touchdowns. touchdowns. Yep. 
So we were looking at that and how, as a group, they did so much rather than one individual going crazy. I broke down some of those stats. Jeffrey looks at the film about how you use one guy for a play to have another guy open, where bottom line is they got to choose what they're going to pick. And that's some of the things that the Steelers did great. So that one, that one will be pick. out tomorrow on the website. That's Steelers Vertex. Sorry, so. I, I'm just baffled by what you just said. Mm-hmm. You just what? said they got to choose what they want to pick. What they want to pick. <laughs> that's what you pick. said. <laughs> Boy, I'm a wordsmith tonight, aren't I? Uh, yeah, they have to choose which person they're going to try to, try to defend. Uh, yeah. And then... I mean, you were sounding like a Mike yeah. Tomlin interview yeah. there for a minute. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, you got to choose what you're going to pick. Yep. So with that, we're going to we're gonna finish up part one because we want to talk about this coming week. We had yes. some fun there talking about some things. Overall officiating, kind of hit on some stuff that we kind of talked about the whole season, some good stuff. But, hey, the Steelers are heading into wild card weekend. They're hosting the game. They're playing the Browns. We're going to talk about that. And why you one thing you want to be beware of is beware of the wounded dog. So that's what we're going to get into in the second half. So if you're on the audio side, go ahead and click over. If you're here on YouTube or Facebook, hold on for a few seconds and we'll be right back. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.